Oh yeah, my favorite podcast is the Sick and Wrong Podcast, cause it's a very good podcast, oh yeah, 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 Lance Wackerly and D. Simon, they banter about how the week went for each of them, and then they say, into the stories and the fans vote which is the sickest of the week and then they do phone calls and emails it's a funny 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 show sick and wrong podcast is a wonderful podcast it's a miraculous podcast is like the best in the whole wide, wide, wide world. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, Steve Simon. Lance Wackerly. It's cracking there, Wacker. Nothing's cracking. Giants win Giants the World won. Series. I think that's cracking. They squeaked it by. <laughs> um, what was your uh, emotional response to the uh, the victory? Uh. Nearly fully engorged penis. 80% engorgement. No, I don't really care. I like it. I like I like watching games, but I don't really care if, you know, it's nice that the Giants won, but I don't really care about them that much. You know, I was actually hoping that they'd lose. Because, you know what, they, the, I, I don't follow baseball. I don't care about baseball, but I read that they, the, the Royals were making a comeback you know, Kansas City Royals, who cares about them? Who cares about Kansas City? Yeah, they haven't City? won in a long time, and the Giants yeah. have won three times in the past. And, you know, it's just it's, it's a, five years or something. A slap in the face to the smug San Francisco. And I, I was hoping that they would win, but in the end, they lost. And I still don't really care. It's not like any of the players on the team are from San Francisco, <laughs> they're all from Venezuela. And. You know, this pitcher guy who everybody loves is from North Carolina, a place that no San Francisco would ever lower themselves to visit. But it's not about the players. It's about the fair weather fans. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of diehard fans, too, I guess. I mean, there are. I, I worked with a guy uh, who used to be a bartender at the uh, Gold Club, and that dude had been going to games since he was like four years old with his dad. And I'm sure there's a lot of San Francisco fans like that. Um, it's funny, though, but there there definitely are a lot of fair weather because, like, you know, I work in a office, office building with a lot of our different offices. It, it's remarkable how many people, you know, it's not casual Friday, D. You got to understand. It's Wednesday. It is. It's a Wednesday. And... Uh, all these people have like orange pants on and stuff. It's like, this is not business attire, buddy. Maybe uh, they were just hung over from Halloween and they, you know, just wanted to carry on the Halloween festivities one well, more week. I think, I think people are going to understand. I know you're trying to uh, maintain the magic of podcasting, but I think people are going to understand <laughs> that this final game was before Halloween. No, I know, but I'm just saying that, uh, their pre-Halloween you know, party. I just wonder if people will continue wearing the orange and black for the Giants or for just the the, the season. I enjoy it when uh, like uh, old white businessmen wear a uh, theme, like a baseball themed T-shirt over their Oxford button-down shirt <laughs> and their tie. <laughs> Did your boss do that? No, 
my boss wasn't at work today. He's probably watching the game or something to go to that. <laughs> but I did see some guys like that walking around the financial district. Somebody pointed out one time that the reason you see that like at sporting events is because they will give out free novelty t-shirts, you know, to support the team, like at the Warriors game or something in a basketball. Yeah, t-shirt and, gun. You know, they well, shoot like, the gun with a t-shirt. Well, sometimes they just hand them out because they want on TV for everybody in the stands to look like they have spirit, you know, so they want like a mass of, like I said, the Warriors game, it would be all yellow. And, uh, and the reason old white guys put it on over their shirt is because they don't want to take their other shirt off and have their big floppy belly shown on screen or just in front of people in general, which is how I would feel too. Yeah. But don't they think think they, uh, don't they feel like they look like a disconnected Mitt Romney type of figure? Yeah, but I mean, it's it's uh, the lesser of two evils. <laughs> You'd rather look like a disconnected Mitt Romney than be like, look at that guy's big, fucking weird, pale, <laughs> fish belly white beer gut. <laughs> look at that punch. Yeah, it's blinding. And have it on like you know on TV, and the the kiss cam zooms in on your like hairy navel. I love That's... when uh, you see girls that get really into baseball, especially when their home team is uh, doing doing well that season uh like a certain uh, former girlfriend of mine who got really into baseball and i think the reason they do is because they meet dudes well they can also wear you know the slutty halloween costume is a, a perennial topic now to, to the point where it's almost just cliche to talk about but uh, a lot of the girls go for the slutty baseball fan look you know they get their cute giants outfit with the like you know the the neckline cut down to fucking show massive cleavage and they've got like the thigh high orange and black you know uh, socks athletic socks with a mini skirt on that sort of thing i think they're going in the wrong direction i think they I think should they're go going in the right direction no, i think i think they should go for the like slutty baseball oh just dress up as a, a baseball with fucking tits and <laughs> or fucking catcher's ass. mitt or just a bat with like arms but you get to see their ass. <laughs> I don't know what kind of porn you've gotten into recently. But, no, I'm just okay. saying it's creative. <laughs> is, this, just, is this an extension of cosplay? No, I, I'm just saying it's creative rather than the same old trite. I'm just going to wear fishnets and a baseball jersey. All right. No, I, don't get me wrong. I like looking at their legs. <laughs> no, I, no, apparently you want to fuck a baseball now. <laughs> no, you know what I want to do. Ball. I want to go out with all the other San Francisco fans, celebrate tonight, which we're, that's what you should be doing instead of podcasting like True. a bitter old man in Oakland. And I want to drink a fifth of Fireball. Fireball! And the reason I want to drink, drink a fifth of Fireball isn't just to celebrate the victory of the San Francisco Giants. I think it's to give a big finger, a middle finger, to uh, the European <laughs> Union. Uh, did you hear about that? Or you could give them the two, you know, two finger Rick Mayall, Adrian Edmondson thing, salute thing, just so that translated. Oh, the uh, the asshole salute. Yeah, yeah, so that means asshole. Oh, yeah. I guess you could, actually, you know what that means, isn't it? Uh, the the uh, bow and arrow guys used to shoot the bow and arrow at you. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah, and then they cut the fingers off or something right. like that. So if you still had your two fingers, you were like. It, what, what what did France used to be called? The Gauls or the frogs. Mormons? No, the frogs. The Frenchies. Way back then, like the 1400s or something. That's how old that hand gesture is. It dates back that far. Yeah. Hmm. Historical is taking wrong. What about Dean the uh, the underneath the chin, like 
you know, fuck you. <laughs> I, I, that's, that's Italian. I don't get it. That's Italian. I don't know. I don't know where that comes from. They have lots of uh, hand expressions in Italy. I always like that one. No, you know, uh, uh, I read today that they banned Fireball in uh, Europe, in Finland, and in Denmark, and Norway here. They are not what serving about the Fireball. UK? Yeah, I'm not sure about the UK. Actually, I uh, think, yeah, I think the it's UK continentally too. continentally banned. Well, you know, this article's kind of been spreading all over the internet and i think it's a bit of a i think it like it, it lends some inter- wildfire no but it, i think you need to read it a little a bit beyond the headline i don't like to read i like to hear about things in a podcast form <laughs> well you know people see these headlines on like buzzfeed's like you're a bandit there's antifreeze in uh, fireball europe's bandit well you know what actually that europe does allow this chemical that's that's also used in antifreeze but they they allow a much lower amount than they do in the U.S. So, the uh, the uh, Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey, which, ma- which which is manufactured by Sazerac, they bottle a Canadian and U.S. version, which uh, has uh, propylene glycol, oh, and the Sazerac European makes it. Yeah, and the European version they bottle separately, which just has less of the stuff. So they do allow it there. They just <laughs> we, got the orders mixed up. We've lowered the impurities for the European market. The Americans will drink anything. So fuck them. The Europeans and the refined taste when even it comes with to the their lower, spirits. Even with the lower amounts of antifreeze, uh, it's still now banned. Well, it's not complete. I don't think it's completely banned. I think it's just this batch was banned. Oh, it's just a certain batch. Yeah, they shipped the North American formula to Europe and found that one ingredient is out of compliance with European regulations. Jeez, talk about a fucking tempest in a teacup. I thought it was banned. No, Finland, Sweden, and Norway asked to recall those specific batches. Which How is much what are we doing. talking about here? A lot. Like th- millions of gallons of Fireball? Everybody knows what this is, right? It's like the new most popular uh, bar drink. It is. It's, it's, the, it's replaced Jägermeister as the shot du jour. I've definitely noticed in all the divey bars I go to that maybe they still have a Jägermeister dispenser, you know, the special dispenser. They now also have, or, or or sometimes it's even replaced the Jägermeister dispenser. They have the Fireball dispenser, you know, so I when, guess people drink it cold. When did this happen, though? Because you know, the past I, couple years. It must have been the past two years. Like my brother was out here. Uh, I don't know. It was like two years ago or three years ago, and he was like, "Yeah, let's do shots of Fireball." I was like, I, "I'd never even heard of it." It tastes like those red hot Jawbreaker candies. Yeah, it's it's schnapps. It's like cinnamon schnapps. Well, it's whiskey. Yeah, but t- it just with I don't a lot know. of yeah, with a lot of sugar and cinnamon. Added. So yeah, maybe that is what schnapps is. I, I don't really know what schnapps. But it's is. exploded it in popularity. 2011, Fireball just had 1.9 million dollars in sales in the U.S. By 2013, that figure rose to 61 million dollars. Jesus, surpassing Jameson. In Fireball futures. I know. We should invest in Sazerac. It surpasses Jameson and Patron. These figures don't even include sales at bars. That's a weird. That's a weird comparison to me. Jameson, I could see. Because if you go to a lot of bars, you know how much all these things cost. The Jameson, you know, you're going to pay like six bucks for a shot. Fireball, the same. Jagermeister, the same. But Patron, they're going to charge you like 11 bucks. So why Patron's would you not that? that much, is it? Yeah. I thought it was like, well, what am I thinking? Oh, Cuervo. Cuervo, Cuervo would be like six or, bucks. Or I like, for cheap <laughs> tequila, I like Hornitos. Yeah, Hornitos tastes better than Cuervo. Yeah, Corvo's a little bit uh, rough. But Patron's a decent shot. The, the thing is, though, do people do shots of Jameson? You drink Jameson. I do shots of Jameson. 
I, am, I, am I people or I'm not, am I not the typical? I don't know. I, I guess I'm more of a, like a whiskey drinker. But I guess if you're drinking a beer, you do a shot, James. That makes sense. Mm. But like Fireball isn't something you sip. Like you shoot no, that. you got to shoot it. It's like Jaeger. It's pretty gross. I, I just, it kind of pisses me off. I think Fireball tastes like shit. It's, it, I don't like the taste. It's cinnamon. It, it, it's too sweet. Yeah, but people who don't, aren't going to drink whiskey will drink Fireball. That's the point. It's a gateway drug. Yeah, but back in the day, the shot that you had to do, which is almost a rite of passage, was Jaeger. Jaeger looked, Jaeger looked like vomit, like going in, also looked like vomit going out. It tasted horrible. Black vomit. You got completely fucked up, but it was a rite of passage. That's what we did. Do you remember the first time you got shit-faced, like blackout drunk on Jaeger? No. Because <laughs> I got blacked out drunk on it. I remember as a sophomore in high school, had no idea how to drink properly. What about like Rumple Mints? Though I think you're forgetting some uh, historical drinks. Or uh, Rumple Mints is peppermint. Yeah, that's schnapps too, though. Yeah, well, Goldschlager. I mean, let's not split hairs on what they are. They're all kind of the same alcohol content. They're probably all about 85 proof, and they all have some weird flavor that that tries to suck you in as a child. Within Jaeger, wasn't the appeal of Jaeger? It's got an opiate extract in it. I could see somebody saying that, but I don't remember hearing that. No, that's a load of shit. But I remember like everyone would say that so there's like an, an added allure of Jaeger, whereas the other ones were just shitty tasting schnapps. You know, like Goldschlager oh, has flecks of gold. You think I mean, as I think a the Jew, reason I'd be into Goldschlager. The reason I liked Jaeger was because it seemed to get you more fucked up than the other ones. Because of the opiate extract. Mm. But I, I think it's just because it was, you just, just pounded it. I, mean, well, I think we, it has. I think it has probably some weird herbs that are maybe like uh, have like a caffeine type effect or something because it's herbal. So what's the deal now? Like uh, kids today, that's what that's what they're drinking. They're just drinking Fireball. I see a lot of people drinking Fireball at the bar. Yeah, yeah, it's popular. That's There's like a, all all the bars have uh, you know tchotchkes, <laughs> you know, like a Fireball like poster or mirror or is neon it, light or something yeah, this the uh like the swag the, the, yeah, swag, the swag yeah the corporate the decor the free corporate decor that you get if you were in a bar what is uh what's is fireball like is there a mascot the devil yeah it's a little it's a devil who's throwing a fireball it's kind of floating in air i guess i like the idea of that europe has a I mean, this is a big thing with them. I mean, not not just fireball, but uh, banning things and uh, like, yeah, dude. Like, I I got a whole list here of things banned in Europe. It's like, well, what what is the deal with that? I think there's a couple of things. They like to keep out products because they want people to be buying, you know, European products, which is what happens with alcohol, you know, like champagne. You know, like there's a lot of people who make really good, high quality, and I'm gonna say it, champagne in California, but you're not. Whenever you say it to a wine person, like, oh, I got some champagne up from Napa. They're like, oh, sparkling wine. Excuse me. <laughs> champagne only comes from France. Sparkling wine. Champagne comes from the really south of France. Tastes exactly the fucking same. And it's the same thing, <laughs> but okay. And it's not like this is Napa champagne is cheap, but whatever. Um, and there's like things about cheese and stuff. But then there's also this, like, like Euro, the Eurozone is very anti-GMO, right? Oh, that's modified. I I think it splits into it. Like personally, I feel like they have to pay tariffs for imports. Fireball is becoming insanely popular in the U.S. I'm sure uh, whiskey, whiskey sales have uh, have uh, boosted overseas. So I think what they're doing is like, you know what? We want our Jaeger manufacturers to make money, (laughs) not this U.S. distillery. 
Right. Pims. You know, Pims. We want Pims. Fireballs to make cutting money. into the Pims market. <laughs> so now they're making it. They're making it more difficult to uh, ship it. But then at the same time, couple that with the European panty waste philosophy of, oh, we can't have a gen- genetically modified organism. It's going to mutate our kids. There's actually a lot of that over here. It just hasn't really uh, grabbed uh, governmental agencies by the by the throat yet. But uh, there's this whole article from what is this? I think the Merc- San Jose Mercury News. It came out in last month about uh, so you know anorexia, you know bulimia, you know just uh, morbid obesity where you just eat tons of food. <laughs> these are all these are all eating disorders, right? The you, you understand all these. Uh, there's a new one. It's called orthorexia. Orthorexia. Yeah. Does that have to do and, with braces? Uh, no. <laughs> orthodontist. <laughs> Maybe. Kind of. Because you know, you know why that's called that is because orthodontists, they straighten your teeth. Ortho means straight. And uh, these people who have orthorexia, they have, it's like this uh, compulsion that all their food needs to be sort of straight, like pure. It's like a pure food obsession. Uh, the article, and I recommend anybody to read it because it's this guy has a hilarious look. <laughs> he doesn't look like he's not anybody that you'd aspire to be like. That guy looks really healthy. I'm gonna find out what his diet is because I want to look like him. He looks like some kind of a weird alien creature. But uh, uh, his he uh, what does it say here? Maybe he's like tattooed and just malnourished. Well, yeah, I know. It looks like, he looks like a concentration camp uh, survivor, but it, a hipster. It, the the key line that I just wanted to read from the article was uh. Uh, he's recovering from orthorexia and he says uh, he was at a, the farmer's market with his mother. <laughs> he's, he's, like 30, he's like 32. <laughs> his mom. And it was a, it was a breakthrough because it was the first time uh, he'd gone shopping with his mother. Cause she buys all his food, even though he's 32 uh, that he, it was the first time he didn't suffer a panic attack or chastise his mother when she bought non-organic produce. God, the, you know, this woman should just have smothered this kid when he was like five. Yeah, but can you imagine taking your 32-year-old child grocery shopping with you? First of all, you're buying his food. Uh, and then he, and then your 32-year-old child is chastising you because you bought a tomato that wasn't in the organic section. You know, you accidentally put a pack of ho-hos in the cart and he has a panic attack. Right. I guess this term came uh, came about in 19, as far back as 1997. There's a yoga, a yogi. Is that what a guy called who does yoga? Which is another suspect practice. Yeah, I think like, he was uh, the manager of the Yankees, wasn't he? <laughs> yogi Berra. No, this guy's <laughs> name is Stephen Bratman. It does sound like a baseball character, but uh, he was a yoga person. And uh, in 1997, he wrote an article about health food addiction, which he called orthorexia. And... Uh, Here's some quotes from him. He, he said that uh, self-denial and pu- he, at, at the time he was writing about how this was a problem, right? Like he, he'd gone through it and come out of it and recognize it a problem. So he said that self-denial and pure choices made him feel clear-headed, strong, and self-righteous. Pure choices of food. And he said he developed an aversion to produce that hadn't just been picked. So not only does that have to be organic and vegan, if it didn't come right off the tree. Fresh. Yeah. So he's just traveling around to orchards for like, it takes his whole day to get like one meal together. Uh, and he would lecture his friends and family about the evils of refined processed food. We all know that person, right? Uh, no, How can for... you eat that? How can you eat that McDonald's? Uh, Cause it fucking tastes good and it's loaded with salt and I'm hungover shit. I can't believe you're eating that. Didn't you know there's pink slime in there? I find it difficult to believe that all Europeans are like this. Like I can imagine that some English chav really caring about uh, the 
GMOs that they're in that uh, packet of crisps. No, but the problem is it's. But in Norway, I agree. Denmark. No, No, I'm sure there's people in Norway who eat fucking tons of bullshit, like you know, like fermented fish and stuff. But uh, the problem is that the people with their hands on the levers of government have uh, they think like this. It's kind of like the nanny laws. It's like they they don't trust their people to take care of themselves, regulate their own diets, so they have to do it for them. But I mean, it's not like it's an. Uh, just to go on with the previous theme, it's definitely not like it's a America versus Euro thing because I have friends here who constantly post to Facebook about how you know European countries are so much more enlightened because they have these laws. No, and then then they then they say like, oh, and America wouldn't have their health problem. There wouldn't be obesity. Right. right. We wouldn't the need uh, regulate America, our diets. The ACE, you know, American Health Care Act, because we'd all be so healthy. Uh, this came up uh, hugely with uh, recently with suntan lotion. That apparently all the suntan lotion we use in uh, the United States, which everybody's been lecturing us to use for fucking years and years, right? Like, I can't believe you got the sun without suntan lotion on. I can't because I turned into a fucking lobster. But, uh, uh, and then, and then the new thing was that, oh, all the suntan lotion that we've been lecturing you to use, it's poison. And in Europe, they have better suntan lotion. So the Europeans have better suntan lotion too. You know, it's a grass is greener kind of thing. It's a grass is greener thing. And it's also one of my, you know, constant saws that i return to is it's like if you were fucking starving you wouldn't be worried about fucking pure foods if you were like working your ass off in the field to actually like make the food and then you had like a bad harvest and you're like your family went hungry you would eat whatever the fuck people put in front of you well you know i i agree with regulating your diet you know i don't think you should eat pizza every day i think you should watch out for diabetes but you know they that's have a totally di- different argument no i'm just saying like i i don't think you need to be fanatical about it like what people are doing, what, what, what governments are doing for their people. Why, why not allow people to, to, to raise their own kids allow, and choose what to feed them? Well, they might not know what's in the food. Today. People have been eating these foods for years. I would like to see the cancer rate in Europe compared to the cancer rate here. Well, they all, <laughs> that's funny too, because it's probably, it's got to be high, right? Because they all fucking smoke like chimneys. <laughs> when was the last time you were over there? Yeah, why aren't they regulating smoking? Like everybody, everywhere you go, it's just a fucking giant tobacco cloud, you know. But if are those cigarettes are though genetically modified? Like the tobacco not. plants? <laughs> probably not. They'll import those from the US. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't know. You know, so this is why I think it's more tariff based. Like because Fireball is so popular, I don't think they want import to import restrictions. it. Yeah, I don't think they want to import the US because look at all these other foods here that have um What's it called? Propylene glycol. Beer. <laughs> to uh, maintain the uh, suspension of fatty acids and liquid, propylene glycol is added to stabilize the head foam. Beer. So there beer. you go. They drink a lot of beer in Europe. They do. Yeah. So uh, what about margarine? I don't even really eat margarine. But Margarine's margarine? Gross, that has actually. A, Just a eat pro- butter. Propylene glycol. Cake mix. They love their cakes over there in Europe. <laughs> These are also things that though they feel very strongly that you need to eat. You know, you wouldn't eat an American pastry. It's what are you, some kind of philistine? Like, you know, you need French bakery pastries. All right, what about ice cream? Many light ice cream get a hit of antifreeze, propylene glycol that wards off ice crystals. Keeps the product creamy. 
So there you, you go. You probably don't need a lot of vanilla ice cream, I would assume. No, I don't. I, I don't eat. I don't eat many uh, sweet. I guess I eat sugar candy, but I don't eat like. Uh, I'm just saying there could be cum in it because it's white. <laughs> that's another. That's another fear of mine. There's another thing I know that's on this list that you are a big fan of, though. Uh, coffee. No. I am a fan of coffee, but coffee. There you go. They love coffee in Europe. Yes. How many coffee shops do they go to? How many coffee shops do you think they go to to rail against the diet of the average U.S. citizen and also to bemoan the state of food additives that we have in this country? But yeah, what are they doing? You have to go to 50 coffee shops because each time they give you a thimble of coffee in Europe. Like, Can I just get a fucking giant Starbucks one so I can go about my day? It's called an espresso lance. You're supposed to sip it. No, icing. Wasn't icing on there? Oh, yeah, right here. Icing, a food stabilizer. Propylene glycol keeps thick frostings in a homogenous state once they're packaged. Fun fact, everybody. D. Simon, manorexic, guy who hates uh, food that cum can be hidden in, is a big fan of frosting. That is true. I actually don't like cake, but I like the frosting. It's the sugar that I like. It's the sugar that I crave. But you know what, though? I'm one of those vegetarians. Sure, I don't need a lot of that stuff. I don't proselytize about it. I don't preach about it. I don't condemn others that, is that true. eat meat. And I, I could care less about some, it. You do like have a big rant about fat children. Yeah, I'm worried about my cat getting fat, actually. Put him on restriction. I know. Well, you know, my girlfriend Take the other day, food. she was upset because I, had, uh, I broke out the, the fat poking stick. Mm-hmm. I just want to let, you know, Hecubus know that there's certain areas he needs to work on. Do you have one of those things where you can, like, measure the, the like, pinch and inch thing? The skin fold? Yeah, the skin fold. Yeah. Well, I bought one for my girlfriend. <laughs> Could you imagine? You can use it for your cat. Could you imagine if you, had, if you actually bought that and be like, yeah, babe, you know, I think it's a good idea that we both uh, take skin fold tests on a yeah, regular basis? Well, you just said exactly what you have to say. Well, no, we'll both do we'll, it. We'll do it together. I think I actually made the mistake of doing that one time. You bought a skin no, fold? No, t- not a skin fold. <laughs> Listen to the whole story. But it, it was like, I could tell we were both, not my not my fiance, but a previous girl. I could tell we were both just getting fucking out of shape. It was that period of the relationship, you know? And uh, I was like, well, we need to put a stop to this. <laughs> and I was like, well, we're going to, we should start eating better and exercise. And I was, and I was like, oh, we're going to, you know, being a fucking idiot. I was like, well, we'll make a spreadsheet about how much we're uh, running. Oh, this is amazing. And, yeah. Wait, and, did uh, you maintain this? Like, uh, you know, uh, update the spreadsheet? No, because listen to how the story goes. You're interrupting me. Uh, <laughs> I made the spreadsheet and like did BMIs and like mine was terrible and hers was like average. Oh, so you were embarrassed. You're like, fuck it. No, I was just like, fuck. This just shows that I'm the one who's fucking fat. <laughs> like, if this, the, the spreadsheet shows that she doesn't need to do anything. And I'm the one who needs to do everything. You can't bring that up. No girl will allow you to bring that up. Whatever, man. I, like, did, it with, I did it with tact. The point is There's that no way to the do that tactfully. <laughs> <laughs> you deserve knew. that. But, I mean, you're, 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 devil's advocate... If you're in a relationship at some point and you're both eating, you, you, one person can't eat, be healthy and the other one not. So you have to have the conversation if you're in like a long-term relationship, right? Well, I refuse. You can't be like, I'm going to get healthy and you're going to go on like ordering pizza every fucking Sunday and like sitting around and watching fucking Real Housewives for like marathons. And I'm going to be jogging around and eating fucking kale. That doesn't work. My girlfriend th- thinks I'm just, my dietary habits are bizarre and she doesn't care. She's like, oh, whatever. I'm just going to eat what I want. 
But she's also younger. She has a higher metabolism. She could process food better and than you me. And you guys, I mean, she might be over your place a lot, but you guys technically don't live together. No, I mean, I don't see her a few times a week. So it's like, you know, I, I, don't, know, I don't know what she's eating on her other days. But yeah, I do have weird eating habits. I, I don't care about that. But I, I wouldn't eat pizza every day. It's just <laughs> no, no, nobody's eating pizza every day. I, my brother, I don't condemn well, I'm, my brother's okay. eating habits. He could do what he wants. I mean, if we're going to talk about everything that Jeff's putting into his body, this is going to be a whole show about that. <laughs> and I'm not just talking about penises. Yeah. Cause you, I think my brother's an orthorexic when it comes to penises, when it comes to semen. I was going to say your brother's like a reverse orthorexic. Like if it's not terrible for me, it's not going in my body. My brother will not eat vegetables. Like he won't. I mean, he drinks all that fucking, like, what, a two liter of soda a day? I guess he did stop smoking, which I thought was No, he around. didn't. He's smoking again. But he also, Not like... as much as before. No, he also has, like, type 2 diabetes. And uh, <laughs> and recently, like, you know, for about, a man, I don't know, maybe three months, he was trying to change his diet. He, like, shopped at Trader Joe's a couple of times, started eating turkey burgers. Th- that, that lasted three months. That's now he's, like, good. smoking again. Dude, you got to support his efforts. You can't just fucking make fun of him when he falls off the wagon. Well, I, I don't get to. I don't get to see. You know, I don't hang out with him that often, so I don't really know how I'm often kidding. he's eating pizza. Yeah, you should fuck with him. But he is the opposite of an orthorexic, right? So, do you think the orthorexics hate the anorexics and the bulimics? They're sort of like, you guys suck. I'll oh, puke yeah. on you. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of... Uh, I, be, I bet you could just go start Googling the Tumblr pages of all these groups, and it's probably like how, you know, the the, tran, the transvestites hate the transsexuals who hate the homosexuals who hate the, uh, you know, the the asexuals. Well, none of these people get along because they're all un, insufferable pricks. They can't just live, like, a life and just do their thing and keep it, like, to themselves. At least the anorexists and the uh, bulimics, you know, you know, are trying to look attractive in their own way. The orthorexics are just annoying. Well, they're trying to look at, well, I don't know what they're doing. No, they're just annoying. They just have to bitch about everything, much like the Europeans. So drink your fireball, people. Who cares? You know, you're, you're eating, you're, you're eating, you're drinking coffee. You're eating ice cream. You're still getting antifreeze in your food. Does not matter. The ultimate thing is that, uh, and it's also a cliche but we're all just gonna die yeah, <laughs> what, no what gonna we're gonna like get cancer regardless you're gonna live two years longer than me in this you know in the grand scheme of the universe it means nothing i you know i wouldn't care if the europeans were like actually you know what fuck fireball because we we choose jaeger jaegers are then i'd be like you know what you know fight the battle that's great i i totally applaud your efforts here yeah but because it's, then it's just a good yeah. good natured like budweiser versus mgd type thing yeah know? You know, it's not just like, Bud oh, there's too much propylene glycol in your yeah. beverages. You're going to make up some bullshit fucking excuse about it and lecture people about how much antifreeze they're drinking. What about the hipster Jaeger? Fernet. Fernet. <laughs> I like it. I'll, could, I'll fess up. Could I have a ginger back, please, with my Fernet? <laughs> well, if you're a hipster, you can't get the ginger back because it has calories. Oh, and they're yeah. not going to give you diet ginger. What are you supposed to soda get? Back. A soda, soda back. back. Just soda water with your Fernet? Or just drink it like a fucking man. Dude, Fernet tastes like some kind of disinfectant you'd put on a scab. Eh, it's just like Jaeger, but less sweet. Yeah. I think. I mean, they all taste awful. It's, I would it's say, a digestif. So it's, supposed, it's supposed to settle your stomach after you have a big meal. Well, I can understand that's when you eat it, but when you go to a bar and you drink like seven Fernets, 
<laughs> like that's what uh, Thomas broke Dick Thomas. That's what his drink of choice would be. It's very popular that. amongst uh, like bartenders who have to go into work hungover and you uh, just the hipster crowd. Yeah, Thomas. Well, I understand the utilitarian purpose of it. It's like you know I ate some food, trying to digest it. It's fine. I have some, but when you're just drinking it to 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 appear you know hip, cool. It's as an, somebody it's, who as somebody who experiments into extreme drinking situations, I will warn you if you like if you're like wow that was I've been drinking some Fernet at the bar and then you go to the store and kind of like you have a buzz on and you're like I'm gonna buy a bottle for home and then you drink like half of that bottle, uh, you're gonna have very weird intestinal issues the next day. <laughs> it's the opposite of a digestive. <laughs> And I don't even remember. I think it was a. It's one of those weird things because it was a bit of both of like diarrhea plus like cramping, like not being able to shit, all fucking mixed up together in one weird hungover day. And it probably looked like Jaeger. Oh yeah, yeah, it was black. So what? 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 Name a drink more pretentious than Fernet. <sighs> I wish you would have warned me because I, I would have thought of. One. I mean, is is like uh, Glenfiddich scotch or something more pretentious That's, you, scotch isn't big on the west coast that's like an east coast businessman like wall street thing no i'm just saying if you saw a 30 year old mustachioed hipster um you know wearing uh horn rim glasses and slipping on a beverage would you be more annoyed if it was fernet or like some kind of expensive scotch or brandy or something I'd probably brandy would just make me laugh, right? <laughs> like, oh, nice drink, Grandma. It's a brandy Alexander, Wackerly. I mean, the the, <laughs> the funniest thing is when somebody goes in and they buy like maybe a scotch, but or even like a whiskey that's like thirty dollars or fifty dollars, and you know either they're already drunk or it's just I mean, come on, that's like you're at a bar. Come on, dude. If it's like at a special occasion or you went to this bar specifically to get some like very hard to find thing and have have it and whatever. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's tons of pretentious drinks. Lillet. I don't even know what that is. What is that? <laughs> it's some kind of uh, I get the, most of them are digestivas or aperitivas. But see, whiskey, though, whiskey is a hip drink now. Like every like girls go out of their way to drink whiskey to, to be like, you know, it's like well, it's you know how like women used to smoke cigars. Yeah, to try to look. It's, whiskey is is taking the taking the place of that. It's good. It gives you a good buzz. No, I, like yeah, I, I love whiskey. That's that's usually what I drink. I don't drink much beer. But anyway, in closing, here European people grow a sack. Drink some Just fireball. Just drink some Come antifreeze. On. And drink some antifreeze. Beer. Get drunk. Get fucked up. Live a Who little. Cares? Yeah. Jesus. Don't be so orthorexic. You know who probably drinks a lot of antifreeze is those the, the guy that wrote that new catchy intro song. What'd you think of that? I thought it was great. It remind, I figured you would like it because it kind of reminds. It was in the vein of like uh, of uh, Randy Newman, you know. One man, one piano, one Just microphone. Sick and wrong, you know. Very good. It, 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 I like the uh, I like the uh, the beat of it. Just the, the tempo. It was kind of uh, like you said, Randy Newman, uh, early Billy Joel, yep, Billy early Joel, Elton John, maybe even a little bit of. Uh, uh, Steely Dan. Yeah, had a little bit of Steely Dan thrown. You know, I liked it and I appreciate it. Thank you, Jeff and Matt, for that catchy new intro. I'm sure makes me wish uh, my parents would have made me take piano lessons. <laughs> that I would have actually done it. Been talented. Think how much ass. Yeah. We always, talk, we always talk about guitar, but if you learn to play guitar, then you got to get into a band, right? And and maybe you uh, some girl comes to your show, but then she likes like the drummer. Then you're like, what the fuck? 
Dean Lance told me to fucking learn the guitar and I was going to get ass. But now she's fucking the fucking drummer. Fucking the drummer, yeah. But if you learn piano and you just do the whole singer-songwriter thing, then that's just you. Or you just work at like a bar just playing piano. Girls love that. <laughs> think you're like a Tom Waits mysterious type of guy. Have you ever seen the guys who play piano at the bar? Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're, wear, like they're usually late. wearing a fedora. <laughs> usually wearing so a fedora, probably drinking a fernet. Or they're like, you know, I work at the Seven Eleven as my day job. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's can you Waits. play this song? <laughs> Just shut up. <laughs> play the song, please. Sing piano, man. God damn it. <laughs> People, this is episode four fifty six here. Sick and wrong. Another way the show works. Send your stories, your news items. We'll read them here on the show. If we give you credit, we'll send you a sick and wrong care package. Uh, a few people send in these stories. There are some popular stories this week. A few people sent these in. Uh, I will give credit where credit's due. Before we get to our first story, here's a word from our sponsor. So Wackerly, a celebrity sent in this uh, first article here. One of our many celebrities. Yeah, no, this, is, this is a real celebrity, though. John Stewart huh. from your favorite uh, news program, satirical news program, The Daily Show. Well, what was that sketch show he used to do with Jeanine Garofalo and all them? Oh, man, in the early 90s. Yeah, that was good. Uh, in the early 90s, he did a really good with Andy Dick. Yeah. Uh, it was a great show. You know, I like John Stewart though. You know, um, he had Gibby Hain on from the Butthole Surfers because yeah. Gibby Hain like uh, did a documentary. He was a huge Butthole Surfers fan back in the day. John Stewart was. Yeah. Well, he's that age. He's yeah. all right. I guess he's what like five. He's years probably older than us. six, seven years older than us. But he, he was into good music. He was a cool guy. I like him. I just the Daily Show has become this weird it's sort of political twee. movement. <laughs> And they do the whole ambush uh, interviews where they clearly are like cutting out everything to make. Oh, they oh, they're editing it to make it funny. But yeah, the it's it's so biased. It's, but whatever. I mean, sometimes they have some really good bits. But anyway, John Stewart, fan of the show, sent the story in. He says, "I'm sure you've received this by now, but in case you haven't, enjoy. Keep it sick, keep it wrong, John Stewart." I like that we just shit all over our fan, who's you know like billions of times more influential than us. And way more uh, wealthy and successful than us. Yeah. He could yeah. totally like make us that wealthy and famous, but we just told him how much we think he's kind of a dick. <laughs> Burning another bridge. That's how we do it. Yeah, I Andy. do it unconsciously. I don't even know I'm doing it. <laughs> we're going to remain indie, John Stewart. <laughs> we're, we're proud of being indie. <laughs> <laughs> I like my little fucking computer room fine. <laughs> Man cleared of owning extreme porn after Tiger and Sex video revealed to be a man in a costume. Well, that's not usually how the sick and run headline works. He's cleared of doing something sick and yeah. wrong. So he was charged with doing something sick and wrong, but uh, now he's cleared of doing the sick and wrong act. I think the, this story still opposite. works because what he was doing is still pretty sick and wrong. 
That's why it's kosher. And what he uh, endured, I would say, is also sick and wrong. So Andrew Holland, 51 years old, from the United Kingdom, says he faced six months on bail, endless harassment, and suffered a near-fatal heart attack after a video showing a woman having sex with a tiger was sent to him as a joke. Holland forgot to delete the crude video, but later it was revealed it was not actually an animal, but a man in a costume. Animal. A manimal. Um, the man and his legal team hope to change the law that can find those, those who send crude materials a joke to face the charges and even jail time. But wait, he, didn't, he received it, right? He, you know, so his friends were playing a prank, sent him a video of a girl um, you know, getting banged by a tiger. It was on his phone. Someone saw it or he got arrested. They confiscated uh-huh. it. Then they charged him with bestiality because they're possessing bestiality porn. Wow. So it's a, a violation. Apparently in uh, the UK it is. But, but if you think about it. Because I, I think mean, I have that horse porn video on my fucking browser somewhere. You don't even want to look at my hard drive. Mr. Did you, Hands. Did you ever see that video I made called, uh, uh, I, want, I want to know what love is and I want the internet to show me. Remember I made that? Yeah. And it was disgusting. It had, I don't even know how many acts of bestiality is in that thing. I'm hoping that the laws in the United States are much more lenient. But, I mean, think about this, though. If they charged people who prank their friends by sending gross videos, you know how many, you know how many disgusting videos I've sent to P-Town? <laughs> I, would be, I would still be in jail right now. Probably be Probably punked out. To be, to be Some honest. guy named Julio. It'd suck. I'd be screwed. Uh, but this guy must hate his friends. Could you, <laughs> I, I, it would be hard for me. I feel, obviously, I'd feel apologetic, but at the same time, I'd be like, dude... <laughs> Go visit him in prison with my phone, just showing him. Check this video out, dude. <laughs> a British man arrested for owning extreme porn featuring a woman having sex with a tiger was cleared after lawyers realized that the the cat was, in fact, a man in the costume. How do you miss that? Well, it must have been a really good costume. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking it's probably one of those furries. You know? <laughs> yeah, but if you've ever seen those furry costumes, they look more like a... Doesn't look like a real tiger. It looks like a stuffed animal. Yeah. So this guy must have been like. Have you ever seen like a bear skin rug? Maybe the guy had just draped one of those over like a tiger. Like a tiger skin, skin rug. rug. What if he was painted like a, you know those guys that get like the the fetishes that like walk around in the forest body painted? Painting. Yeah, the body painter guys. Or the or the pita sexy ladies always do this to uh, I don't know protest something or other. They'll like paint themselves like a naked tiger and stay in a cage on Union Square. Now, that's like a, a womanimal, you know? Yeah, womanimal. A British man, uh, British man here, Andrew Holland, was charged with uh, possessing bestiality porn after his friend sent this clip as a joke. Uh, the footage appeared to show a woman having sex with a tiger, which, if you think about it, if this was real, that's the type of bestiality I'd like to see. You know, I'm, I'm not saying I'm into it, but it's like, wouldn't you rather see a girl fuck a tiger? Yeah, wouldn't girl- she get mauled? I don't, but it's all part of the, part of the show. Oh, so now it's a snuff film. Well, okay. Maybe they removed the tiger's teeth. You're you're jacking off to snuff films. (laughs) I'm not jacking off. I'm just saying it's, I'm not jacking off to bestiality porn in general. I'm just saying saying it's. how awesome it would be and how you'd like to see it. Not in like an erotic way. It's it's in a curious, like, oh, dude, how does a, like, physiologically, how does a tiger. When you get to your girlfriend, when she just caught you. Backpedaling. Yeah. Okay. How does a tiger. Stick its penis inside a woman. That's what I want to know. I'd be like Jane Goodall. It's Jane Goodall. 
observing the chimps in their natural habitat. Oh my God, there's a silverback gorilla having sex with a lady. Um, I mean, yeah, I assume tigers just fuck, uh, to, for lack of a better term, in the doggy style position. Yeah, but do they have? Don't they have like uh, like barbs in their dicks that like stick in the woman? So like, wouldn't you I've be heard like that too? Yeah, well, so would, I mean, you, would they be uh, stuck cats, together? They, you, if you see them fucking each other, they the male cat bites the female cat's neck. Yeah, the scruff. Yeah, yeah they, much uh, much as the mo- mother cat will hold their kittens by the scruff of the neck. But it's like a girl, you know, having sex with a pit bull or a Doberman. It's eh, it's boring. It's pedestrian. Right. I've seen Tiger, it a hundred times. Uh, next level shit. It's a hundred yeah. times. You should get a prison. <laughs> How much fucking dog on lady porn do you have? So uh, this 51-year-old uh, bus driver spent a stressful six months on bail. He suffered a near-fatal heart attack and was targeted by online vigilantes. Does on bail mean on parole? Or I think he uh, was arrested. Probation. He, yeah, he while well, he was being investigated. Yeah, I'm just saying on bail means something different than in, uh, the, in UK? the UK. It sounds like, yeah. He was mistakenly labeled a pedophile. See, that, that's the problem. There is a difference here. I mean, how dumb is the cop? <laughs> is it a tiger or a child or a person d- fucking dressed as a tiger? I mean, was this cop super drunk on fucking, you know, Stella? I don't think it was the cops. I think what happened is he was arrested and he was charged with the possessing obscene pornography. So all the chavs in the in this small hamlet oh, here in the UK. Oh, in the court of public opinion. Yeah, they're, they're like, oh, he's a pederast. You know, and they were throwing boots at him when he walked by. They sent the sexy crimes unit over to his house. I'm sure he must have been buggering an infant. <laughs> he was banned from seeing his young daughter for more than a year. Could you imagine explaining that to your kid? Well, well you can't because you can't see her. <laughs> you have to fucking send her a message. You'd have to like, yeah, you'd have to email her. You might be um, banned from emailing her. He probably has to send her like a secret Morse code. Yeah, he probably can't even communicate with his kid. I wonder what his wife thought. <laughs> um, he uh, lost his job, couldn't drive the bus anymore. He was also forced to leave his hometown. Mob justice. How much of this is uh, real in trials and tribulations he went through? And how much of this is shit that he's exaggerating so then he can sue the constabulary? I for, think, for I definitely think suffering. a lot of this is uh, going towards a. Uh, a speculative lawsuit here, but because it was interesting, his computer was confiscated over an unrelated domestic dispute that didn't mm. end in charges. Mm. But he's, uh, yeah, but he's claiming he's a victim. He, well, I mean, he was kind of a victim here. I mean, it was definitely a mistake on the side of the uh, the, the police. And and I'm sure you would be, uh, you know, your your repu- you'd be disparaged. You know, I'm sure the media had a field day with it, especially English media. It seems like a pretty easy thing to get out um, from under the black cloud of, uh, you know, public opinion, though. Just be like, yeah, my asshole friend sent me this fucking video. It's not even a fucking tiger. It's a fur- goddamn fervert. Well, that's and the, the funny- fucking cops get- found it. It was fucking D's fault. And then nobody would be like, oh, yeah, that's totally something D would do. And then I'd go about my day. Yeah, but you'd still be, you know, a lot of people probably didn't even see that news, uh, that news flash. So, so or read, read the article. So all they're thinking is, you're a pederast. In the mm. court of public opinion, you're damned till proven that you're innocent. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but his case was finally truth. dropped after investiga- investigators realized that the tiger in the footage was actually a man wearing a costume. They <laughs> discovered the mistake 
after listening to the clip because apparently they 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 watched it visually they watched the whole thing but they listened to the clip and hearing the man echoing frosted flakes mascot tony the tiger's famous catchphrase they're great they're great <laughs> frosted flakes they're not that great by the way they kind of taste like shit but so the, you know what this tells my takeaway from this is if i want to make a video of a tiger fucking a lady and distribute it in the uk all I have to do is ask the fucking zookeeper or whatever, the porn zookeeper, just to say off camera, they're great. Or make some like Tigger comment. Yeah, yeah, but I, I wonder if, uh, I mean, how could they, how good do you think this tiger suit was? That's what I'm thinking. How convincing was it? It must have been great. <laughs> <laughs> it's lucky uh, she wasn't getting shagged by Count Chocula. What'd you get for that? I mean, maybe it was designed by like Tom Savini or something. Now that's or fucking not that Ray Harryhausen stop motion porn animation. So there's a uh, so so right now he and his legal team are trying to uh, change the definition of extreme porn in England. Uh, as it stands right now, prosecution has to prove the image is extreme, namely grossly offensive, disgusting, or otherwise of an obscene character. This includes bestiality, necrophilia, acts which threaten a person's life, and serious injury to a person's anus or genitals. Or any porn that uh, that song "More Than Words" is playing in the background. <laughs> now that, now that is sadistic. Well, it's Even extreme that, porn. Yeah, that's extreme. That's extreme porn. So uh, you ask, you know, the, the fact that they actually have this law in effect. Um, you wonder, like, uh, they, you know, as, at its inception, they expect the law to result around thirty cases a year. It's closer well, to a thousand cases a year. Who's to judge if somebody's asshole is being damaged? Who's like the, like, uh, it looks all right. Or like, no, that's really fucked up what that guy did to her. I, th- I think it's Tony Blair because he doesn't do anything else now. He's the official asshole damage he's inspector. The, he's the asshole porn inspector. That's pretty okay. much what he does now. Um, most English prime good, ministers go... It's a good go, job if you can get it. Yeah, that's most prime ministers go that route. Um, that's the, that's the uh, traditional post-prime prime minister prime minister occupation. You, yeah, you watch people getting, uh, getting like uh, foreign objects shoved in their ass. And Sir, it's you know mostly what? a ceremonial position. Yeah, but, but they still value your opinion because you have to be judicious. I mean, you look at it and be like, you know what? That looks like he's enjoying that. Is, there, is it like a parliament where there's like... Like a House of Lords guy who looks at buttholes and the commoner that looks at buttholes. And then somebody who's from like the actual royal family who also looks at the buttholes. Who has the final say in the matter. Do you think they all go, yay, yay? Isn't that what they do in the... Yeah, yeah, they have a voice vote. Yay, nay. Not not, not it damaging to your anus, nay. <laughs> I would bet that the... Uh... Well, I don't know, actually. <laughs> I, I, could see... ho- I bet it's a House of Lords component of this uh, committee that probably allows more asshole torture just because they're all perverts, you know? I'm pretty, I'm, I'm, I would wager that's pretty much what the uh, English parliament does for most of the day is they watch uh, anus porn. Butthole torture porn. Butthole torture porn. And then yeah. decide whether or not it's legal. I don't know what goes on over there. It's crazy town. So uh, you wonder what awful smut do you think the British people are looking at? They say 60% of the prosecutions here, a thousand a year, have been for bestiality. Is there like a region of uh, the United Kingdom where all the porn is made? Like like in the United States, 99% of it's the San Fernando Valley, right, of California. I would say that most of the porn's made in like Eastern Europe, like the Czech Republic. 
Uh, yeah, that's definitely true. But I mean, there's some porn is made in the UK, and, and who watches it? it? I would watch. I like it. I like it when a there's a porn and the lady has like a classy English accent. Although I can't really differentiate them all English accents. You're gonna shag not me, just me. not just me. <laughs> but you know, it's true that to Americans, any English accent sounds classy, even if it's like yeah, like you know. East Scunthorpe gutter trash accent. I don't know. I don't even know if that's a shitty area or a good area, but all English accents to Americans sound like, ooh, maybe she's related to the queen. I guess if you close your eyes, but I mean, I'm just thinking about what the northern birds look like they are being filmed in this porn as compared to the hot Eastern European chicks. No, but like, what's the girl's name who used to be married to uh, Huge Grant and she was in the Austin Powers movie? Elizabeth Hurley. Yeah, she's super sexy, but the fact is that she has the English accent is even more sexy. Helen Mirren? Well, Helen Mirren's just hot. (laughs) Because Helen Mirren's thing is longevity. I mean... How is she still this hot after all these years? And she was and, hot and her and her proclivity to getting fucking her ass naked in anything. I'm just saying, on average, if you were to watch a UK porn versus a porn that was from the Czech Republic, I'm sure the girls in the Czech Republic would be a lot more attractive, and uh, probably have know. a better better dental plan. Don't you think? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I do not know. <laughs> I don't know what kind of plan the porn studios offer. I guess well, it's all like state sponsored, right? I kind of hope this guy, like as soon as he got out of prison, finally all this whole ordeal is over. He's survived the heart attack. You know, everything is good. That he gets home and his friends change the background of his computer to a big goatsy ass. An actual goat, though. <laughs> just a goat's Just a goat's Because wouldn't be, uh, well, I guess for asshole torture, it is illegal. But That's if it was an saying. actual just, goat, you would get in more trouble. His, they changed his uh, desktop background, his wallpaper, to a big goatsy asshole in his iMac. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do. And say, welcome home, buddy. <laughs> right back to Jay. What do you have here for the second story? Uh, this is like a, it's a gimme. We have to do it because it's a new serial killer in the United States. It's not, you know, it's not often that we get a, a new serial killer. I mean, we've got lots of killers, but a new serial killer. The best serial killers are always from the Midwest, right? Like yeah. Dahmer was in Chicago, wasn't he? Dahmer was Wisconsin, but he hunted Wisconsin, dudes in Chicago. Um, yeah. Gacy, Chicago. Chicago. Um, what about that guy in, uh, at Philadelphia, who had all those uh, hookers buried in his backyard. That's kind of East Coast. I mean, East, East Coast has like uh, Son of Sam and Berkowitz. Or is Berkowitz Son oh, no, of Sam? Berker, yeah, Son of Sam, David Berkowitz. That was East Coast. And then LA has, you know, Manson, Night Stalker. I just, that's my preference is the Midwest ones. I, I think they're more like uh, down home, straightforward. BTK. Remember BTK? Where is he from? BTK. I think he was uh, from the Midwest. He might have been the East Mid Eastern Seaboard, or was he Washington State? Uh, it's hard to keep track. I'm Anyways, gonna have to this look this up Chicago. in the compu- computer machine. <laughs> this guy's uh, Indiana, Chicago, Gary, Indiana. You know, uh, West Side of the State, Chicago, that area. Fertile ground for serial killers. Yeah, his name's Darren Van, which is a great serial killer name because he probably drives around in a Darren Van. <laughs> That's my Darren Van, yo. <laughs> Black guy, uh, 43 years old. 
he uh, cops are saying that he may have traveled to Chicago's south suburbs between the time 19-year-old Africa Hardy's body, she's a 19-year-old prostitute. I assume she's African-American. Her first name is Africa. Uh, her body was discovered Friday in Hammond, Indiana, which is just outside of Chicago. And Saturday when uh, Van was arrest- arrested in nearby Gary, Indiana, which is where Michael Jackson is from. And it's a total shithole. It smells like ass. Do you think uh, Africa was her hooker name or stripper name? Not necessarily. You think that was her, her birth name? I think so. I mean, that's Africa. what they're publishing in this newspaper about her fucking untimely demise. I mean, isn't that strange? Like, could you imagine naming your kid, like, England? Well, I mean, we're really going to get into the black people name. Okay, I'm just saying, it's just, it's, could, you, could I name fucking my kid Beckham, Africa? Beckham named his kid Brooklyn. Yeah, that's weird too. But I've met a girl's name. I've met girls named Brooklyn before. That's if he named his name. boy child Brooklyn. All right now that that he's yeah that, beyond the that pale. doesn't bode well. T Simon does not approve of Beckham's <laughs> fucking child naming. Everybody fucking names their kids weird shit. My name's fucking Lance for God's sakes. Yeah, I have no nothing to fucking say. Like a black person's <laughs> gonna be like, oh, he doesn't approve of my name of my child, fucking Lance. I'm just saying, what if you named your kid Africa? Would people be like, that's weird for a white person to do? Okay, I'm gonna do it now just to prove your. <laughs> I think you should. Africa Wackerly. Name it Africa. <laughs> Either sex doesn't matter, and then I'm just gonna be very smug about it. Yeah. Why is it weird? Kid has Why? to listen to Toto. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh that's what i tell people well it's after the toto song it's after the toto song it's a great song by a bunch of white guys what's the big deal it's great it's harmonic you're melodic. a racist yeah you're a racist maybe i could spell it really weird too <laughs> like don't even start it with an a like in fucking a schwa or something like an ankh or that fucking letter that's in the word encyclopedia nobody knows what that is yeah do that uh yeah sorry about the tangent there yeah. uh van darren fault. van uh, before he got uh pinched for uh the murder of this one lady and now he's being charged in the murder of uh her and another 35 year old anith jones uh he was already a convicted sex offender and he's confessed to killing africa hardy and actually six other women whose bodies were found over the weekend in abandoned houses uh in gary what is the uh, the cutoff like for serial killer? Like, it has to be three or more. Like, isn't there like a quota? <sighs> yeah, and it has to be sequential. Like yeah. the spree. Like some people, like you know, they go like, that kid shot up the school this week. We don't even talk about this shit anymore because it's so common. No, they say one happened. There's a shooting uh, like once a month. Yeah, sometimes more, but maybe yeah. average throughout the year, it's once a month. But uh, so if you just go to your school and you kill like 15 people, that's a lot of people. But the fact that you just were spraying a machine gun around just indiscriminately killing people, you're not a serial killer. Uh, serial killing requires uh, sequential over a longer period of time, and then you sort of have like a weird methodology Like a ritual. Yeah. But do you think if you killed two hookers the same way, like carved a yeah. Z in their chest or something, would they say serial killer? Or, do you, yeah, or does it have so. to be like five? No, I think because if, if, you get, if they catch you and you've killed two and it's clearly a pattern then it's not that you're not a serial killer. It's just that you got caught before you would have done it again if you didn't get caught, right? Hmm. If some, if you're murdering fucking hookers, carving a D Simon into their chest, <laughs> DS, <laughs> and they catch you and you're just like, I, I was just going to go do those two. But, that but, was it for me. 
chances like, no, are... you were clearly going to do it again. Well, the thing is, like, uh, these serial killers are egotistical. They want to taunt the police. They want to get caught. So what they do is they show, they go back and they revel in their crime scenes. They go revisit their crime scene or they hang out. But I'm sure, is, is that what this guy did? It's unclear. He doesn't seem like a, like a developmentally disabled person, but he also doesn't seem smart. So I don't know why, you know, he, he got... Uh, arrested for the murder of this one lady's body and he's, and he's uh, being accused of the murder of this other 35-year-old. But for some reason, he's shown the officials six other bo- uh, six other bodies in, like, sheds around. So what is he, is he trying to plea bargain or what? Does he know, like, all the evidence is, you know, there's no way he's getting out of this, so he's trying to get life in prison instead of uh, the death penalty? I don't know what's going on. Does or he, want the is he just dumb? Or is, is he just, yeah, does he want the notoriety? Good point. But my is question is, how, I mean, it's probably a simple thing, but how did he get caught, though? Like, what happened? Did they explain? Uh, he was arrested and charged Saturday in the strangulation death of Hardy, whose body was found Friday in a bathtub at a Motel 6 in Hammond, which is 20 miles southeast of Chicago. Authorities have said Van connected... Uh, have said Van connected with Hardy through a Chicago-based website where she advertised prostitution. <laughs> According to the affidavit... Uh, he strangled Jones with a cord in her Merrillville home, which I guess is also in the Chicago, Gary, Indiana area. Uh, and then he told police that he used a metal trash can. This is after he got picked up. He used a metal trash can to move her body to a wooded area and eventually to a vacant house in Gary where he dumped the body and covered it with teddy bears and tires. <laughs> okay, now this is, this has, this, there's, there's a lot of questions here that I have. <laughs> I don't have answers. First of all, he was in a Motel 6, ended up at her home. How big was this metal canister or trash can? It's a garbage can. can. It's a, it's a garbage can? a garbage can is. I think it's a common thing, yeah. You know, because okay, so you just had a regular metal garbage can they just dumped in. yeah, steel. Where'd he get the teddy bears? Because that, be that could be a serial killer ritual, right? But it seems more like maybe that's just what was there. <laughs> the kind of debris that was in this abandoned house. I mean, I can understand certain rituals like, uh, you know, I'm going to steal a couple pieces of hair or cut out the eyeballs or fill your mouth up with uh, spaghetti. So, yeah, I can understand that. Mm-hmm. But to go get a bunch of teddy bears and tires, that creates a lot of work. I know. Like, did he get them all out of the crane game? <laughs> How big were these tires? Like, did he go to Firestone and be like, hey, do you have any used tires I could borrow? Tires are expensive, too. You know, they're like, what, 250 bucks a piece? Where do you get the teddy bears? Like from Walgreens? <laughs> Walgreens. Does he so did he have the hooker, the dead hooker in the in the garbage can in his trunk, and then he had to go get all the other materials? We don't know. We just don't know these kind of details yet. Wait, what's his nickname now gonna be? You know, the TNT murderer. <laughs> Teddy Bear and Tires. That's a good one. Yeah, it's just I, I You should submit that to the Chicago newspapers. I just uh, I think I'd he like should... to suggest that he be called the DND murderer. <laughs> I just think this guy should have a more convenient ritual. If he would have, you know, I mean, if you listen to the show, I think we've given him some good ideas. Spaghettios, fill their mouth with spaghettios. You just go get a can of spaghettios. That's cheap, and any dollar store will have it too, or even like gas station would have spaghettios. Yeah, just pour it in there. Yeah, I mean, it's not like uh, you know hummus or something. Like yeah, now no, hummus. That that's also a bit pretentious too. Right. Yeah, Hummet. Ground up chickpeas. It's fucking delicacy. <laughs> <laughs> Caviar. Fireball. 
The fireball. Now you should have And think of the nickname you're going to get there. Right. Yeah. Fireball killer. The fireball killer. I like it's that. It's kind of a cool name. Yeah, it's got a good ring to it. Uh, I don't actually know how they caught him. I, I assume that the police sort of uh, found the dead body and then connected the prostitution website and him chatting with her and uh, you know found out that he was a sex offender already. Uh, and put all this shit together. Saw the CCTV footage of him buying teddy bears at Toys R Us. Right. Yeah. It'd be pretty Doesn't easy. Have any children. This guy uh, the other tracks. lady, the 35-year-old, he was accused of that, and uh, he actually told police that he killed that lady for his friend. I mean, this could all be bullshit, but uh, his friend wanted Jones to disappear because of an upcoming legal matter, and the friend offered to pay him $300 in cash and $200 worth of drugs. <laughs> wow. She was also an escort. It's the bargain rate. Yeah. Police uh, went to his place, because that's what you do. When you find a serial killer, you go check out his apartment. Like, oh, I bet you this guy has all kinds of crazy shit. Can you imagine that if you're a cop, and you've got the serial killer, and you're like the first one that gets to go and look at his weird apartment and all the stuff he has? Yeah, I'd be like a Clarice Starling. Yeah. Did he have moss? Smell your cunt, Clarice. (laughs) (laughs) They uh, so they get into his. Uh, they found a computer and a tool bag. Who doesn't? What guy doesn't have that in his apartment? And but he also they also found a belt for a bathrobe that had two knots tied in it. Van allegedly mm. told police that he had not used the belt to kill any of his victims, but he planned to use it on his next one. <laughs> That's good. He's planning ahead. He you know has some vision. I like how he's so forthcoming. Yeah, I don't get this. I mean, that's why I'm thinking he's doing it for the notoriety. Or Simpleton, or a combination of above. Yeah. Yeah. What do you so, think? Uh, uh, do you think he deleted his browser history? Or he, I don't think... Incognito browsing? I bet you this is one of the guys that doesn't even understand the concept of deleting his browser history. <laughs> or incognito I hope they browsing. publish his browser history. He's probably still using Internet Explorer. To be honest, I would bet dollars to donuts that he uses Internet Explorer. AOL? AOL isn't a browser, Grandma. No, I'm saying, do you think he uses AOL for email? Yes, of course. He probably gets those discs, physical discs that give you like free like 200 hours a piece and you just keep loading them up. My dad did not trust any of the free email, like Google or Hotmail. Mm-hmm. He only used AOL. And mm-hmm. he paid, paid 15, like 15 bucks, bucks a, a year. Yeah. For oh, a year. I know, maybe it was like, actually, I think it was it like been a month. 20, maybe it was. I just it remember... I was I was at home like uh, back in Detroit helping him like fix up his computer and he had like a bunch of viruses on it. And I'm like, why do you have AOL? You know, you can just get like Gmail. It's free. He's like, oh no, I I love AOL. I have my like, contacts in AOL. I like AOL. And so I looked at him I'm like, you know, they charge you like ten bucks a month for what? <laughs> AOL comp- cares about my internet security and privacy. <laughs> my dad did not mind paying for it. That's I just I was like, it's free. What do you like? This is such a racket. He had that rabbi money. Yeah, but I mean, rain. who who's paying for AOL? Senior citizens, right? So it's a racket. Yeah, it's really a racket. Well, yeah. All those businesses. I have these people that call me constantly on my cell phone, and and they tell me that my auto warranty is where is about to expire, and they're going to sell me a new one. But they have no idea what kind of car I have, or you know, it's <laughs> bullshit. And obviously, I'm not going to go for it. But if I was 65 years old and didn't know what was going on, I probably and those are the they're just call people like you know a thousand people a day, and if they get like 20 senior citizens, they make a shitload of money off of it. Yeah, they do. I, I called them up actually with my dad there on speakerphone, and I told the guy, I was like, for shame, 
I was like, why don't you explain to him that there are free email services out there? Well, you don't get the uh, access to our premium news portal, (laughs) AOL News Aggregator. It was some Indian guy who was really annoyed at me being like, for shame. You know, Mushfar. For shame for the American (laughs) whiteies. I'll tell you that right now, Mr. Simon. Anyway. Um, So I told you he was a sex offender, right? He was convicted in 2009 of raping a woman in Austin, Texas. Before I'm going to preface this, these are my last comments on the article, but I'm going to preface this. Remember, remember this constant uh, thread in, you know, the media today and, you know, Gawker and that sort of side of the political spectrum that America is such a shitty country because we throw so, you know, the only country that has more people in prison than America per capita is like communist China and North Korea, blah, blah, blah. And the other thing is that we always execute people willy nilly. Remember that? You know, you've heard oh, yeah. no, they say that they accuse so, Texas yeah. of it all the time. So this guy who's now murdered uh, six innocent women uh, was uh, convicted in 19, 2009 of raping a woman in Austin, Texas, released from prison last year, moved back to Indiana. So what? He was in prison for like three years for raping a lady. <laughs> Before that conviction, he served a year in prison in Indiana after he grabbed a Gary woman in a chokehold in 2004 doused her with gasoline and threatened to set her on set her on fire. In both cases, the charges against Van were reduced in plea bargains. How do you plea bargain that? I don't know. Maybe you <laughs> yeah, should hire Van's lawyer. If you no, no, that, now that's a good lawyer. <laughs> but remember, we we throw too many. There's too many people in prison, and especially black people, right? Minorities. So this guy seemed to get get out pretty easily. They're going to throw the guy, uh, the guy in prison for three years for dealing marijuana. But this guy's like raping girls, dousing with gasoline. He gets what? Three months? Well, three years. Okay. Well, three <laughs> years. Like but anyway, you know, it's just, yeah. I, th- I, think, we need to, I think we need to re-examine our uh, legal system. I don't I, think he's getting out anytime soon now. No, now, now he, I think this guy really, I think he's like, you know what? My rap shit, I'm going to be sent away for a long time. Might as well uh, gain some notoriety after this. Yeah. It's a shame, though, he's going to have some lame name, probably involving teddy bears. (laughs) TNT. Oh, well. TNT. Uh, People, uh, you can send your story to podcasthotmail.com. We've got some phone calls to get to. 206-666-3846 is that number. Before we get to our first phone call, here's a word from our sponsor. Let me ask you a question. Are you getting enough? I bet you'd love more, right? Well, AdamandEve.com wants to give you more with 10 free gifts. Select one item and get 10 free gifts, including free shipping when you enter offer code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E at AdamandEve.com. All right, we got some phone calls to get to here. Um, The first one is about the Jewclaw. Hey, boys, this is Pooh Bear again. Uh, finally got caught up on your podcast. You need to fire your other uh, podcast manager guy. Hire me, and we're going to reformat your podcast. Yeah, we should fire the uh, podcast manager. <laughs> <laughs> I think we had one intern a long time ago. Remember that? Yeah. I think what we thought like she was going to bang one of us or something. It is pretty funny that a random lady... Girl from San Francisco. Came... Oh, was she from San Francisco? I thought she was on vacation. Oh, was she? I thought she was a. No, I think she was San Franciscan. She's just like I'm going to go to this dirty studio apartment in the Tenderloin and hang out with these two uh, assholes. 
she emailed the show and was like, I want to learn about podcasting. You guys have been doing it a long time. <laughs> oh, oh, we'll teach you. Yeah. <laughs> Remember we kept making her go get beer? <laughs> which which it's, it was a, like a 400 square foot studio apartment. It's, not like, <laughs> it's a fucking ordeal. Like, can you get us, get us a beer? You mean right there from the fridge? You could almost reach with your own arm? We're podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> this is what podcasting is all about. Take notes. Going to be called the Jew Claw and the Gay Biker, and you're going to sit there and look online <laughs> for leather chaps, and the Jew Claw is going to try and Jew them down on the price. Hmm. But uh, that's my idea. I think it's going to be a winner. Also, uh, listen to a good podcast called The Bone Zone. There's a guy that makes a whole bunch of poop and pee songs called Matt Farley. You should look him up. I asked him to make a uh, song for Sick and Wrong. I'm going to email that to you. And so you should check it out. It's pretty funny. Um, also, I'm going to have to call back later once I get some wine in me and tell my tampon story I keep forgetting about. Taters. You know, I wonder if the guy that did the song that we started the show is the guy that this guy's referring to. I don't know. Because he said Matt, who does a poop and what poop and pee songs, mm-hmm. the guy that sent the song in was a guy named Matt. Right. Well, whatever. Could it, be. It could. It could very well. Stolen be. this guy's thunder. Well, I was about to go off on the guy and be like, "That's the lamest idea I've ever heard from the podcast." And your poop and bee friend probably does the stupidest songs I could even fathom. But now I'm thinking, actually, you might be a very talented individual. Yeah. Anyway. Um, you always got to give it a chance. Yeah, you know, I don't think I'd hire this guy as the new manager. Well, if it worked for free. Yeah, but who's going to watch a show if every week I'd be calling a different leather retailer trying to Jew them down for a pair of chaps? Well, he's just bouncing ideas off the wall. We can tell the manager, like, no, next. Yeah, but I, next think, he, I think he's saying that's what he wants to hear every Because he was even cracking up. <laughs> but would he get us beer though that's the, that's the question would he get us beer while he's giving us these dumb ideas is the manager supposed to do that or are we going to hire a separate intern well he can hire a separate intern I mean he has the budget and he does whatever he wants with it he's a manager you know I wouldn't mind a good manager though they can come in give us some new ideas you know what okay him. you know Pooh Bear if we're going to take you on as manager I'm going to nix this idea this, this chaps thing maybe, maybe one show we could do that I don't think it's gonna have. I don't think it'd be sustainable. You How know? do you feel about a momager? Ooh, yeah. I don't think I could. I don't think I could deal with that. They're too overbearing. Well, I don't want to be my mom, and your mom's not around anymore. So yeah. <laughs> um, I guess that idea is not gonna work. <laughs> but some successful people have momagers, like uh, Kim Kardashian, Beyonce. What if it was a milf momager? Doesn't have to be our mom necessarily. No, I'm just saying some hot, be a hot mom, a hot mom yeah. that manages the show. And does yeah, I prefer form. that than Pooh Bear. Yeah, but this guy is calling us up with the ideas. Well, yeah, that's, right. that, he gave me this idea. <laughs> Thanks, guy. <laughs> all right, Pooh Bear, as a temporary manager, your first uh, your first task here is to go out and find a, a sexy momager. To replace, to replace you, you. <laughs> and you gotta you gotta generate a binder with all the procedures so she knows what to do before you're fired. Although I would like to hear your tampon story, so definitely call that back in. 
Um, here's another uh, another call from an English fan. Yes, guys, it's the day he said. Uh, just going to tell you, um, I'm, I, I'm, G8 Summit was last week, and uh, I live in exactly the same place where the G8 Summit was. This is an old, this must be an old call. G8 Summit, wasn't that like a couple months ago? Yeah, it's outside of my realm of memory right now. Yeah, no, I was just trying to think. I'm like, God, I must have like lost. Because sometimes like people call in, I download it, and it's just in my download folder, and I miss it. Mm. But then I'll find it every now and then when I download other calls from that come in, and I'll be like, oh, this one's kind of funny. There's always lots of protests of the G8 um, by the sort of usual Occupy Wall Street people, I guess. But I don't really know what the G8 does. What do they talk about? World trade? Yeah, but okay, the G8 Summit, is it always in the UK? No. It was in uh, just, Washington one time, remember? So they move it around. So this year it was in the in uh, the UK, in the town that the Dirty Sid lives in. Mm-hmm. Do you think he attended? <laughs> and uh, voiced his opinion on that um, that brutal ass porn. <laughs> I don't think that's that bad. I've watched way worse porn than that. I don't think that's actually a tiger, mate. I think it's a guy in a suit. <laughs> no. uh, right. And Barack Obama went to a school in Rochester to uh, see the uh, the pupils of the future. That place is literally a five-minute walk from my house. I like how I he says there. Barack Obama. Barack Obama. Barack Obama. Not a common English name, I guess. <laughs> Did you hear what he said? He went to go to a, an elementary school right up, right up the, the Schubert's house, the, the people of the future. And so I bet you this guy went and ambushed Obama. Right. The Obama. The Obama. Does that mean that I've literally been closer to your, to your president than you'll ever be, guys? That's it. Five-minute walk from my house, the school. Barack Obama was there. I've seen him get out of a Land Rover <laughs> and walk into the school, boys. I was pretty close. I mean, I'm close. I, I'm gonna. I think I was closer to your president than uh, you'll ever be, boys. You know that, guys. Keep it safe. Keep it wrong. Soon. That is almost <laughs> certainly true. I will never be that close to Barack Obama. <laughs> I actually don't even care to be that close to Barack Obama. Maybe you could give him a sick and wrong T-shirt. Would you just throw one at him, or would you pull out a T-shirt gun? <laughs> If you threw a T-shirt at Barack Obama, you would be murdered. Well, not mur- not even murdered. You'd be killed by the Secret Service, justifiably. You know, that gives me an idea here. Dirty Sid, you've missed a prime opportunity to wear a sick and wrong T-shirt and run up and try to hug the president. No, you could just do like a Baba Booey thing. You'd be like, sick and wrong, buggers. Yeah, but it wouldn't. I don't think he would have been tackled by the, the uh, no, Secret Service. No, but it would Service. get picked up on maybe some uh, news programs, microphones. Yeah, but had he ran up and tried to hug the president, he probably would have been stopped. It would have been all over the news. Sick and wrong T-shirt all over the news. But he would be, he'd be, you know, killed or at least beaten down. I would like it if Barack Obama was a fan, though. He'd be like, yeah, but it'd be worth it because you'd be exposed to president to a fine, to the fine art of podcrafting. You also would have given us some worldwide visibility, way better than just commenting on iTunes. No, folks, <laughs> I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but... Uh... There's one that I like. It's called the Sick and Wrong Podcast. <laughs> a couple of middle class boys. 
<laughs> I don't know. Middle class guys. Excuse me, Brooke and Beamy. Have you ever called the sick and drunk hotline? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next week he will. Maybe he is a listener secretly. He's like, Nadia Lance, I know you think I don't listen, but folks, it's a goddamn good radio program <laughs> on my iPod player. <laughs> Did you ever see, you know, the thing is, though, uh, Brooke Boomer has actually come to the towns that we live in. Like, I remember being in San Francisco. They blocked off the whole fucking street. And I had to stand there while his, uh, you know, cavalcade of uh, his motorcade, motorcade yeah. went by. So I was probably, you know, within 10 feet of him on a sidewalk, pissed off because I couldn't cross the road. Where were you going? I'm probably back home from work because you know how they Why? drive down Market Street? Why were you crossing the road? <laughs> Going back home, but that's the that's thing. What that's what I should have said. Is why? Classic <laughs> joke, by the way. But that, but that's the thing, though. We, you know, he, he. How many times has he come to Oakland? He comes to L.A. way more than. Uh, he does come San to L.A. Francisco a lot. Bay Area. Well, even when he comes to San Francisco, he goes down to hang out with like the Zuckerbergs in the uh, you know Silicon Valley. Yeah, because there's no reason uh, to be in. San he's Francisco. an elitist. He's bougie. Rick or he's got to make that fucking fundraising money. That's exactly what it is. Who gives a shit? Um, fucking president. We got another one here. Hey guys, this is the squirrel guy I called a couple of weeks ago about the red squirrels. Uh, just quickly listen to this week's last week's episode talking about comics. Um, this one's for Wackley. Uh, did you ever check out the Viz comics over in the UK? Um, Viz is kind of like adult, politically incorrect, pornographic, uh, like version of like the Beano and the Dandy, you know, sort of like Dennis the Menace characters, but with you know huge boobs and. and Politically incorrect race. Wait, is he saying viz? I guess. I don't know. Do you know that one? <laughs> the purpose of the hotline isn't to call in and ask me questions. It's to make <laughs> statements that we then make fun of. I mean, I don't know. No, I haven't ever read yeah, that. But you know what? Did you read any English comics when you were a kid? Like yeah, Tintin? I mean, I like, oh, I, no. I know you, you were big into Tintin, and our other fan was uh, very, or not other fan, other friend, mutual friend is a very into Asterix. Yeah, I was, well, that's the thing in uh, South Africa when I was growing up. Tintin was huge, Asterisk was huge, or Asterix was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, but Viz. I mean, I like Judge Dredd. That's an English comic. I like English Alan movie? Moore, obviously. Yeah, Alan Moore. I mean, he's, he's a mate. Grant, Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison. I mean, he's Scottish, though. Well, but The Invisibles is an amazing series. Right. Um, is Vertigo an American company? Yes. All right. Because I know they have a lot of English. I'm getting Image and Vertigo confused. I don't know about Vertigo. I'm pretty sure Vertigo is. Image definitely was. But Viz is like an adult-oriented comic. And the only reason I know, I don't, I never really read it, but I remember uh, Sleazy E has a bunch of copies of Viz at his house. I have a ton of uh, heavy metals, which is really like a magazine format, but they would do science fiction sort of sexual uh, comic book form stuff. And I think Heavy Metal is an American publication, but a lot of the... Con- and every month, there would be different contributors, right? There'd be like five or six different stories, and a lot of those were European uh, authors and artists. Would it be like a curator of it or something? Like they'd have a different guy curate that that, that month's issue? I think that, that worked? Just, I think it was just editors. I mean, maybe every once in a while they'd be like, "Oh, Alan Moore curated yeah. this whole issue," but normally it was just you know straight up magazine editor type shit. The best thing about heavy metal is like all Frank Frazetta type of drawings. Yeah, didn't he even he didn't even do a few paintings for it? Probably Olivia. Have you ever looked at Olivia Boris? Uh, what what is his name? There's a guy named Boris who does those things. But that that was like, weren't you into that shit though back then? 
Yeah, like, I mean, some of those guys are. I mean, Frank Frazetta. I'm still in front of Frank Frazetta. Yeah. He's awesome. No, that guy's great. Um, did you hear about that? Uh, not to change the subject, but did you hear about that documentary Tim Burton's doing about the woman who drew the kids with the big eyes? What the fuck is? Oh, you mean like Precious Moments? Love yeah. is. No, uh, I can't Same think of the name sense. of her right now. She so it's coming out in December. Kind of shit your grandma. Uh, Margaret Keene. Margaret Keene. She's an artist. She she popularized the uh, precious moments, I guess, inspired type of kids with those huge like teardrop eyes. Okay. And she did all this artwork. Turns out her husband, like in the sixties, totally just took all of her fame. Like he took her, said that he was the artist, and he and he abused her. And uh, then they went to court, and they had a draw off, like a painting contest in court. And she painted one of those amazing paintings, like an hour. And he painted one that just sucked. But by that point, he had already drank away that. and did all the drugs of all the all the all the money that she had amassed, like millions. Real American hero, that guy. Real American hero. Yeah. But anyway, that's a documentary Tim Burton's doing. It's coming out uh, this month. Has nothing I mean, to do. I will suspend my hatred of Tim Burton, and I would actually watch that. Has nothing to do though with adult comics at all. So I don't know where I was going with that. This is tangent. It's about it's art. A, it's a tangent. It's about art. But yeah, like you know what? Consumer level art. Viz, I've heard, is quite popular, and uh, Sleazy E is a big fan of it. It's kind of that. I feel that like there's whole probably one body. other big line of comics from the UK or something that I like that I'm not remembering. I'm sure this guy's going to ask you about it. Yeah, um, yeah you should probably throw those out because they're probably right up your alley. Also, uh, probably geeky, dorky question here, but uh, what's your two, what are your guys' favorite uh, comic book characters? Probably heroes, should I say. Right, peace out, bye-bye. What are our favorite comic book heroes? <laughs> two specifically per person. Two, we have to pick two. Yeah, and I, I would, uh, I would, I add the constraint that it has to be sort of like popular, classic, like to, Marvel or something. Not classic, but people have to know who it is. It can't be like I love uh, Gilgamesh of the. the well, I mean, world. I would say like uh, you know, a character from the Invisibles or something, but no one knows what that is. Or the Watchmen. Like I like Rorschach. It was like, you know, I was yeah, no, I mean, they made a fucking mainstream movie. You can say Rorschach. All right, so Rorschach counts. Uh, you know what? You know what's a comic you should check out? It's Faust. I was really into that in high school, or in high school and uh, college. <laughs> this is exactly what I'm saying. But that, Nobody but that's obscure. But is. check out Faust. It's like a porno comic with like was, this Satan guy that was like a Wolverine ripoff. Remember that? Yeah. The dude had but, like, like Wolverine extremely claws. pornographic. I mean, just it wasn't a great comic, but pornographic and satanic. Uh, it's the kind of thing you'd hide because if your parents found it, they would take it away. I was super into that, but I, but if you're talking about it as a kid, I guess I was uh, into Batman. I read a lot of Batman, uh, Conan, because my brother had like at least three hundred Conans. Nice. So I read that. Um, and I never got into Spider Man. I was. Spider-Man I like Spider. Style. I like Spider Man when uh, Todd McFarlane was drawing it. It was pretty good. Uh, Spawn. I was into Spawn. Were you ever into Spawn? I was into Spawn, but only because I was into Todd McFarlane from Spider Man. I think I once I started reading Spawn, I was like, "This isn't very good." I see. I, I liked Spawn when that came out because I had a roommate that was into that, and he had a bunch of those. The Lobos that uh, what's that dude's name? And I'm forgetting it. Anyways, uh, there was some. There was like a series of Lobo comics. Um, I can't believe I can't fucking remember the dude's name. I really like the artist. Uh, I don't know when we were like 
in early junior high. He was really cool. And I was also really into Ghost Rider. Oh, Ghost Rider. Way before the fucking <laughs> shitty Nick Cage movie. Nick Cage movie. I never got into Mar- Ghost Mark Rider. Mark Texaria was drawing it, and he had like a really cool style, too. Trying to think of, uh, but then you got into alt comics and just kind of did away with all the the DC. But alt comics is like what I'm saying. Like I could name all these weird alt comic things that aren't even superhero based. And I mean, of all time, my favorite comic artists are Johnny Ryan and uh, well, let's name three: Johnny Ryan, Sam Henderson, who did the Magic Whistle comics, and uh, Michael Cooper. No, I'm not really into Robert. I mean, he's. I can. I understand why people think he's great. He is great, but I don't like read his comics and I'm super entertained or anything. Michael Kupperman, who did, who does like uh, Tales Designed to Thrizzle, Snake and Bacon. He's See, really hilarious too. I prefer vintage comics like Crazy Cat. That's what I, <laughs> I like Crazy Cat too. Crazy Cat's funny. No, Crazy I, Cat. You know who I love? Inspired that, itchy and scratchy. Yeah, but you knew. You knew he's great. And this is gonna this is gonna blow people's mind. Man. Art Spiegelman? <laughs> no, <laughs> fucking Charles Schultz. Peanuts. That early okay. peanuts are super dark. I mean, they're not like on the surface dark. Like ooh, brooding. no, they were really good though. I mean, they're I, fucking super yeah. depressed. It's about because fucking Charles Charles Schultz was like a super depressed dude. So early well, peanuts are about the like depression. the future, the futility of life and relationships and childhood and no, it's everything an, it's basically an exis- sucks. Yeah, it's an existential comic. It's brilliant. I you know I was really into peanuts as a kid and Garfield. I was into Garfield too. I was super into Garfield, but it was so long ago that I don't really remember the Neither appeal. Neither do I. And if I yeah. read them now, I don't get it. But I think Garfield, I mean, Garfield, here's the thing about Garfield. Everybody like makes fun of it now, like it's corny. But Garfield was hyper cynical. The whole point of the comic was that it was this super cynical cat. And everybody thinks it's cool to be cynical now. But everybody fucking shits on Garfield. But the reason all of us uh, Gen Xers are cynical is because we fucking were reading so much Garfield. What about Calvin Hobbes? Yeah, Calvin Hobbes is great. Yeah, no, that was earnest. No, but that was another one that uh, that that uh, I was a huge fan of back then. But I know, but it's hard to fucking claim cred for it because it's just it's all about sort of like. the importance of letting your creativity <laughs> flourish and uh, let your just be yourself, man. You, just because people don't get you in your inner world. But uh, see, the Calvin Hobbes and Peanuts and all that, your parents were buying those books for you. I'm talking about like, what were the comics that you went out and actually bought yourself? Well, yeah, I like think that, it's a, yeah, that was like, I really, Spider-Man. I like Spider-Man uh, when he was Todd McFarlane, really. Cause I liked Venom because he was the coolest character when Todd McFarlane was drawing it. And uh, yeah, Lobo and Ghost Rider. Yeah, um, but yeah, because I'm the gay motorcycle man. <laughs> I guess we see where that came from. Anyway, uh, there, there you go. Comics, comic books here on Sick and Wrong. Oh, we gotta get out of here. iTunes, subscribe to the show on iTunes. Just uh, go do a search for Sick and Wrong. Rate, comment. We appreciate it. We love it. Um, you do help us uh, gain exposure. And boost the uh, the rankings here of this fine show. Also, uh, Sigurong t-shirts available at Sigurong stores. Go to sigurongpodcast.com slash store. You can support the show by wearing a t-shirt with our logo on it. Um, <laughs> the new Sick and Wrong, not the new, I guess it's, I guess it's the new Quado tee. It's the pink uh, magenta Quado tee on a black shirt. It's very stylish, very hip. Oh, yeah, uh, Very it's cool. Yeah. I think you should go check it out right now. Stick around podcast.com slash store. 
Finally here, Sigarong Song of the Week came in from uh, Derek from Queensland, Australia. He says, since you fucking fags like your hustler, you should play Girls of Porn by Mr. Bungle. Great underrated Mike Patton is fucking awesome artist. There you go. Illiterate Australian. Probably drunk on the Fosters. Calls in and was like, they gotta play a Mike Patton song. They'd never ban Fireball in Australia. Nah, I bet you that... Those motherfuckers drink gasoline. I bet you they have a specific drink for where they actually pour the Fireball into a can of Fosters and then just chug that whole thing. (laughs) And then into a bigger can of actual antifreeze and then just drink that. Yeah, and then they just go kick a kangaroo in the face (laughs) right afterwards. I'm I'm drunk off the antifreeze, mate. Uh, no, this is a great song, Girls of Porn. I'm surprised we haven't ended the show with that over the years. We probably have. But Mr. Bungle, uh, excellent band. So, yeah, thank you, Derek, for sending that in. People will be back next week with episode uh, 457. Till then, take it, Susie. Okay, all you puss-sucking motherfuckers out there. It's time to win a chance to fuck-bang your daughter's tight virgin cherry ass. Your caller number? Six, six, six.
This is Bob Madigan, and you're listening to Sick and Wrong. Perfect. <laughs> so you can bank on that. 